Hi guys, I don't normally run ads on this show, but this is the family business, luggagewarehouse.co.za. My dad, my brother, my stepbrother, my uncle have all worked for Luggage Warehouse directly, and I've done freelance brand strategy for them for years now. So it supports the whole family. It supports this show indirectly. So if you're looking for luggage, accessories, uh, handbags, and fashion stuff, even you can go to luggagewarehouse.co.za. And there are two products that I want to pull out for you here. Number one being Builderset, which allows you to create your own combination of large, small, medium, check-in, hand luggage, all that stuff. And it gives you a discount for each additional bag you buy up to a certain limit, I think. But you can get great discounts on big collections of big luggage. So if you're thinking of immigrating, it's the perfect way to kind of gear up for that. And the second thing I want to pull out is Luggage Glove, which is a protective sleeve that my dad invented. My brother has kind of perfected over the years. It's a thick 3D fabric mesh sleeve that pulls over your um, over your luggage and then locks closed. It's got a TSA lock. It's got holes for the handles, so it's quite convenient. It's not like single-use plastic wraps because you don't have to cut open a hole in the plastic to use the handle you can take it off easily it's got a combination lock and it's much more sustainable because you're not just murdering turtles with single-use plastic Uh, but it makes the bag much more difficult to get into and it protects it from bumps and scrapes and if you are emigrating then those are two important things because you might be carrying actual valuables in your check-in luggage and because they're going to be heavy and you might be going a long distance they can pick up some major damage so luggage gloves uh, do a great job of protecting your luggage in the long term That's it for my pitch, luggagewarehouse.co.za. There's a link in the show notes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to South African Expats. This is just a quick 15-minute episode about Malta, a destination you probably haven't considered before. So first, I spoke to Graham, who works at Frank Salt Real Estate. Please excuse the slight choppiness of the edit. It's a factor of the recording I made on the day. You're chatting to Graham, who is representing Frank Salt, and essentially, you guys are speaking here about Malta. You're here to promote Malta, right? Yes. Malta is, is for those of you who don't know, um, uh, a small um, island in the middle of the Mediterranean, situated just beneath uh, Sicily. That's part of the EU. And it's, uh, it's been a very popular destination, actually, for um, South Africans looking to relocate to Europe take up residence or simply invest in mm-hmm. real estate in, in uh, the euro currency to hedge the rand. We have been promoting uh, Malta to, to the South African market now for about 16 years. Wow. So we typically come up twice or three times a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't obviously during the COVID period. Sure. So yeah. we've been absent for a couple of years, but uh, we've been coming up quite regularly. And we've been very successful. Malta's proven very popular mm-hmm. with the South Africans. We've um, got probably with... We've dealt with in excess of a thousand uh, South African families wow. who've either completely relocated to Malta with their families or just taken up residence and bought a property there. Right. And some clients have even bought property without taking up residence just to own assets sure. in Malta, get a rental income. The rental market is very good. Right. There's a very big expat community in Malta who, who mostly t- um, are working there and tend to rent. Mm-hmm. So the rental market is extremely good. You, you get a 4 or 5% return on your rental. Amazing. So that's proven very popular. Sure. So yes, it's an interesting market. And do you, do you find that when you speak to South Africans, most of them are aware of Malta? Or is it something that you have to educate on? There's been, in, in the last 7, 8 years, I think there's been a growing uh, awareness We've been promoting Malta regularly, but obviously larger countries tend to get 
more exposure than us because mm. there's more people promoting them. Sure. What we do find, though, is that when clients do come to Malta and look at Malta and, I don't know, Portugal or Spain or other sort of destinations, they very often choose Malta because Malta is English-speaking. It's a very friendly environment. The real estate market is very healthy. The healthcare system is very good. Mm. It's very safe. Great climate, great seas. It was very popular with South African. Malta has two official languages, Maltese and English, but everybody on the island speaks English. Right. So I have had clients who moved to Portugal and unfortunately ended up in a hospital, for example. Right. And we're trying to explain to the doctor with Google Translate oh, no. what was wrong with them. Whereas in Malta, you're going to deal with anybody in English. If you're buying your groceries, if you're dealing with a doctor, if you're dealing with a property contract, everything mm -hmm. is in English. So that's a big asset. Right. And yes, weather-wise, Malta has 300 days of sunshine a year. Wow. So it's, it is very attractive. And uh, what a lot of people don't realize as well is Malta is not just a holiday destination. There's a country within an island. Mm. So there's all the culture, history. There's an incredible, incredible history, history on the island. Right? Yeah. have the oldest temple structures in the world. I've heard older Malta. than the pyramids. Older than the pyramids, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's uh, for anybody who's into sort of the history, uh, Malta is amazing. Long history of colonial powers kind yes. of battling over it, right? I assume because it must have been a strategically important island in the middle of the Mediterranean. Exactly. So Malta has a very strategic location within the Med. So over the years, yes, everybody's uh, occupied it at some stage or another, <laughs> right. from the Phoenicians to the Byzantines, the Romans. We're a British colony uh, for 150 years. Right. So Malta also played a big part in the Second World War. Right. And that's why there's a sort of British connection. There's a strong aviation industry. There's a big shipping register from mm -hmm. Malta as well. Obviously, Malta is surrounded by the most amazing sea. I think it's one of the cleanest seas I've ever experienced. You get 40 meter visibility wow. when you're okay. diving in Malta, which is incredible for anybody who's been diving. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. A, that's amazing, yes. And there's a great expat community. Mm. So you have, like I said earlier, about 70,000, 80,000 expats. A lot of them are working because Malta offers very good corporate tax structures. There's a big eye gaming industry, hedge funds, By banks. gaming industry, we're speaking about um, a, ga a gambling gaming industry, not in terms of online gaming. Both. Okay. Gaming, as in playing games online, yeah. and then also the gambling, uh, online betting. So right. there's Bet365, and there are a lot of the big players are based in Malta. I see, okay. So obviously, it's interesting because you get a, a nice expat community on the island. And the Maltese and the expats integrate in, uh, really well. Sure. So the Maltese have always been very welcome, welcoming to, to um, expats. And you don't get a situation like you would get in certain other countries where all the expats live in certain yeah, like areas. Yeah, enclave and they don't And the locals interact. don't go and live in those areas. Which is also why the real estate market is strong. I because see. the real estate market doesn't depend on an overseas investment entirely, you know. Mm. In fact, 90% of uh, real estate sales in Malta are to Maltese. I see. Okay. And even in COVID, when we expected a, a dip in the market, 2021, we actually had more sales uh, by about 25% more sales than, 20, than uh, 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. Right so back. the market did really, really well. Historically, it's always done well. We, we generally get about 6% capital appreciation mm -hmm. on, uh, on real estate average every year. And that combined with rental income gives you a, a nice 10% return. We don't get all the price fluctuations like you get in, in mainland Europe. So the Maltese property market is pretty stable. It's a smaller market. Sure. You think of places like Hong Kong and what have you, where you have smaller markets, the prices mm -hmm. tend to go up. And Malta has uh, either stabilizes or goes up. I see. 
And what do you guys offer to the attendees at the expo here? What, what service are you, are you here with? So we, as a group, Frank's Real Estate Group, we've been established in Malta now for about 50 years. We deal with anything real estate related, whether it's commercial, residential, insurance, property management, project management, so people who want to do small projects or furnishing or interior design, mm -hmm. we take care of all of that ourselves. So anything property related, we handle. I see. If someone is visiting the island, we will meet them at the airport, we'll spend a few days with them, show them around the island, get them so, so familiar with, with the different locations, um, different types of properties available. And then if anyone is interested in taking up residence, um, that needs to, ha needs to be handled by a license mandatory. We work hand in hand with uh, law firms in Malta, uh, offer these services and we'll, and we'll do the necessary introductions, mm -hmm. uh, make sure everything runs smoothly. We'll essentially hold our client's hand all the way. Sure. That is why we've uh, so successfully with uh, so many South Africans. Uh, like I said earlier, we've had a lot of South African families we've helped. And they all love it. Huh? Amazing. Yeah. very happy there. Amazing. What is the uh, kind of investment threshold for Malta? It really depends on what you buy. So there's a big range mm -hmm. of prices. Uh, I would say you can start off in the 200, 250, 300 range, but you can go up to four, five million, six million. So people have bought a whole range of properties, depending on their appetite, really. I mean, clients of ours who bought seven or eight years ago, they're buying when the rand was 10 to the euro. Right. You know, and today it's 16. Yeah, yeah. So just on the exchange rate alone, they've done incredibly well. South Africa has done incredibly badly if they weren't yeah, so involved. It's, it's main attractions are obviously, the, the, to, to a lot of South Africans, is the idea of having a residence card within Europe, which gives you a Schengen uh, visa mm -hmm. throughout the rest of Europe. So travel essentially, you don't need to apply sure. um, for the Schengen visa, either simply for recreation. Some people are thinking in terms of a plan B. Yeah. If things go, go, go wrong here, we don't want to be waiting in line for a visa. Yeah. We want to be able to just get on a plane and leave if needs be. Sure. Uh, so there's that. There's the investment element, obviously. Uh, so from an investment point of view, they've all done very well. Uh, and then lifestyle, it is very safe very low crime rates, mm -hmm. great healthcare. World Health Organization voted Malta's healthcare system third best in the world. Wow. So very good healthcare. And then as well, what's interesting, especially to South Africans, for, for you guys everywhere is a long haul flight. Yeah. Whereas if you're based in Malta, if you want to go to Rome or if you want to go to Paris yeah. or if you want to go to London, talking about one and a half hours, two hours, three hour flights maximum. Yeah. Uh, today with Ryanair and these other airlines, you can travel for 50 euros. Cool. So we'd hop on a plane, go to Tuscany for the weekend and spend 40 euros ahead for the flight. Yeah. So what advice would you give to attendees here thinking about, they're looking around at their options essentially? We would always say uh, keep an open mind. Come and visit Malta mm -hmm. because um, I'm sure you'll be pleasantly surprised. Sure. Most people who come over feel feel at home straight away. Mm -hmm. The Maltese and the South Africans have a very similar mindset. People feel at home straight away and, uh, and generally when they've looked at two or three destinations, choose Malta. I see. And Malta is, is very straightforward in the sense there's no uh, promises of uh, one thing or another which may or may not happen. Certain countries offer, say, listen, become a resident for a few years and then you become a, you get a passport and, and it's, it yeah, doesn't it's a really, multi-stage process. It doesn't really turn out to be so straightforward as they promise. Yeah. What you get the Maltese market. So I would say come over even three or four days, five days is enough mm -hmm. and we'll stay with you all the way. Sure. So you, you won't be alone on the island, we'll be looking after you. And then uh, see whether you feel comfortable there. And if you do, I'll help you take the next step. Sure. So how can people get in touch with you? How can they get in touch with Frank Salt? 
We have, uh, they, they can either access our website, which is uh, www.franksold.com.mt. Mm -hmm. And there's a, we have an overseas division with the company. So, so anybody who sends in a contact form will be handled by our overseas team. Uh, or anybody who's here at the expo can get in touch with us and, and uh, contact us directly and uh, help. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Graham. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. South African Expats is produced by Jonathan Varnke and brought to you by Ping Productions.